Over the past three years, millions of Americans have struggled to pay rent, utilities, food, and many have been unable to pay their debts. To head off immediate harm for student loan borrowers, two secretaries across two administrations invoked the HEROES Act to suspend interest and payment obligations for all Americans with federally held loans. But if that forbearance ends without further relief, it's undisputed that defaults and delinquencies will surge above pre-pandemic levels. So Secretary Cardona again invoked the HEROES Act to provide a measure of loan forgiveness to ensure that this unprecedented pandemic does not leave borrowers worse off in relation to their student loans. So this is uh, the uh, Solicitor General. That's the the person in the federal government who argues Supreme Court cases. Like, that's her job, okay? Elizabeth Prelogger. And uh, Elizabeth Prelogger was arguing in front of the Supreme Court yesterday in the first of two cases. The first one that was two and a half hours long. I told you! I t- what did I say? I said they go. They used to go an hour, and they go, how did I, what did I say? But now they're just too long. Two and a half hours. I that's know. right. And a big chunk of that time is going to be sucked up talking about which legal concept? Standing, of course, which is a big component of this particular case, is whether the, um, it, 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 it's kind of a funny uh, name, but it's this um, uh, Missouri state uh, system called Mohila, <laughs> which you hear them say a lot, and they don't really explain it. Are you it. making that up? No, Mohila oh. is the acronym. It's the Missouri oh. Education Higher Loan. I, I forget what the acronym stands for, but it's the administration operated out of the state of Missouri that oversees their loan program, right, and which generates money for the state of Missouri. And in, in another weird twist of facts, the case is Biden versus Nebraska, because even though Mohila, Mohila is the organization they talk about, the state of Nebraska's Solicitor General and the state of Nebraska itself um, are part of the lawsuit. And so Nebraska's Solicitor General, their person arguing in front of the court, was the one fighting Elizabeth Prelogger in court over a program out of Missouri. About <laughs> all of it. It's all of it. OK, but you, if you heard what he, she said and listen, one of the thing, one of the reasons I like to listen to Supreme Court oral arguments is because uh, I'm, then I can talk to you about the cases, obviously. But I like it because it forces you, if you're a reasonable person, and you should always try to be, it forces you to listen to the other side and to carefully consider what their perspective is, what is their argument, right? And I've tried to tell you many times that when things wind up at the Supreme Court, they're not slam dunks. If they were slam dunks, they wouldn't be at the Supreme Court. Okay, so, uh, you know, whatever you might think about the politics or the ethics or the law, uh, the hard cases go to the Supreme Court. And so in this particular case, here's what she's saying. The um, under President Trump. okay, you had um, uh, Betsy DeVos started a program of, you know, putting on pause loan repayments. uh, Right. And interest. And under the HEROES Act, which, again, was put in place to protect soldiers who got deployed after 9-11, who had student loans and who would be unable to fulfill their obligation to continue repaying their student loans while they were deployed. And so this would give the um, basically the Secretary of Education the ability to pause payments and to pause interest on those loans so that them being deployed as a result of a national emergency like a giant terrorist attack that started a war in Afghanistan, that wouldn't adversely affect their ability to repay the loans. They wouldn't default, and that wouldn't hurt. Okay, so that's where it started, and then that got applied under the Trump administration to pause, and then that got continued under the Biden administration to pause, and now, of course, the proposal under the Biden administration is to completely cancel either ten dollars or $20,000 worth of student loan debt. And their argument is real simple. If we resumed allowing, you know, forcing people to pay, and we resumed at the full amount for people— 
we'd have a giant wave of defaults that would be bad for the folks administering these things. It would be bad for the um, loan defaulters themselves. And so what we're going to do is we're going to waive ten dollars or $20,000 worth of loans in order to diminish the prospect that when we start resuming interest and payments, that everybody's going to, there's going to be this wave of problems. That's their argument. And what they say is, if we can pause and we can avoid interest, then we can also cancel slices of debt for a lot of people canceling all of their debt. That's their argument. They're saying this is just an extension of what's already been happening. Also, they say, and this is important, this was only the first case. There was actually a second case as well. I did not get to that one. That was an hour. Listen, um, <laughs> there's only so many city council, county commission, and Supreme Court cases I can listen to in a day and do a four-hour show and, you know, eat food <laughs> and sleep. So anyway, so I got to the one. I didn't get to the second one. Um, but the first one was really interesting because their argument is, Mohila, this organization, doesn't have, or sorry, the state of Missouri, who was filed the lawsuit, doesn't have standing. Mohila would have standing because they would be harmed. But the state of Missouri has deliberately structured themselves to be separate legally from Mohila. Therefore, they shouldn't even be here. If Mohila had been here, great. But if the state of Missouri comes, they don't have standing, they can't prove harm. The states ask this court to deny that vital relief to millions of Americans, but they lack standing to seek that result. They principally assert harm to a separate legal person, Mohila, that could sue in its own name but has chosen not to do so. And the state's asserted harms to their tax revenues are self-inflicted and indirect. The state's bare disagreement with this policy is not the sort of concrete injury that Article 3 demands. So that's their argument. Number one, this is a perfectly within-the-bounds expansion of or extension of the ongoing program that they had already given a, got a lot of adjustment to, okay? Modification is the technical term. Uh, and there's a lot of quibble, a lot of argument over whether cancellation and modification are the same because the statute doesn't specifically say you can cancel. It says you can waive requirements. It says you can modify. It does not say that you can cancel loans. And that's where the argument was, Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts making the argument. In, in an opinion we had a few years ago uh, by Justice Scalia, he talked about what, what the word modify means. And uh, it's, he said modified, in our view, connotes moderate change. He said it might be good English to say that the French Revolution modified the status of the French nobility, but only because there's a figure of speech called understatement and a literary device known as sarcasm. <laughs> We're talking about half a trillion dollars uh, and 43 million Americans. How does that fit under the normal understanding of modifying. Right. If you eliminate $400 billion worth of student debt for tens of millions of people, that's not a modification to the authority Congress already gave. That's a wholesale expansion of that authority and abuse of that authority. This is the kind of thing that Congress should decide on, not the president, not the secretary of education. That That's the issue. This is not small tinkering around the edges. This is massive change. And if we're going to give away $400 billion of debt obligations, it's not, it's not strictly cash, obviously, it's owed debt, then Congress should have a say. And because Congress didn't have a say, Congress declined to cancel debt, which is something they've been asked many times to do and they have certainly considered. The fact that Congress could have done it, did not do it, therefore means that the executive branch should not be doing what Congress is supposed to do and declines to do because the power of the purse the ability to appropriate money, and to make major changes of federal doctrine or federal policy is supposed to start in Congress. 
So that's the argument from the other side. And that's exactly what John Roberts was making as an argument. That's exactly the case that uh, Samuel Alito was making. Is this the sort of thing that Congress is likely to address expressly or through uh, a, a contestable interpretation of some statutory language? Right. Like, shouldn't you $400 billion decisions, shouldn't your $400 billion decisions come from Congress explicitly rather than from a pretty obscure, very tortured reading of a statute made by an agency head, the Secretary of Education. That's what he's saying, right? The argument that the other side that Missouri is making. Well, of course, we think Congress did address this expressly here, and Congress directed that in the context of a national emergency, that is the the limitation of the HEROES Act, so the Secretary can't invoke this whenever he wants. There has to be that predicate war or military operation or national emergency in that context, in line with Congress's limitations on who can count as an affected individual by that emergency, in line with the purposes that relief has to serve, Congress said you can waive or modify any Title IV provision in order to get relief to borrowers. In other words, we've already done this. We've been doing this $150 billion of, of debt, like relief based on the uh, interest payments being put on hold. Also, by the way, you know the public service requirement? You might not be familiar with this, but if you get a student loan and then you do a job in public service, like say an administrator at a community college, for instance, at a certain point, even if you have debt left, they waive it. They just they wipe it away because they say – you were back benefiting the, the society, essentially, so we're going to waive your student debt. And her argument is, well, okay, let's say it takes you – and I forget the number. I apologize. I should know it. But let's say it's uh, 10 years, okay? I think it's actually longer than that, but let's say it's 10 years. Um, if you got to work 10 years in the public sector in order to not owe anything and we put your debt on pause for three years, well – you're seven years closer to getting it canceled anyway, or you're three years closer to getting it canceled anyway. We could theoretically just put everybody's payments on pause, and then they would cancel themselves under the current agreement for public service employees. So we already have the power of cancellation in effect. We have the power to pause, which means that we can accelerate to it. I mean, we can kind of get you closer to that date without you having to actually pay on them. We're already doing this just in a little bit different way. Again, is her argument. She was not persuading the uh, justices, at least the conservatives on the court, you know, uh, John Roberts, Samuel Alito, and John Roberts sometimes swings, okay, but not in the, you know, lurid, immoral way, but in the, he sometimes votes with the liberals. I picked Uh, it up. Either way. Um, So, um, (laughs) no, he's a very, though I disagree with John Roberts on some very high profile cases, um, you know, I think generally he is a conservative justice. Um, Alito clearly thinks this is unconstitutional. Um, Thomas, Clarence Thomas, clearly thinks this is unconstitutional. You didn't get a good, I didn't get a great read off of Brett Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett, um, but I would guess that in this case, here's what you're going to see, okay? Amy Coney Barrett was very concerned about the standing issue. She asked some questions that were kind of surprising to people who might have expected otherwise, but basically she made the argument that Mohila could have standing to, to sue this case. They might well win this case, but they're not here. Missouri's here and other states. And it should be Mohila. And so I think she would say there's no standing, but that is only four. You need five to, to basically toss it out. And so I think what you're going to get is you're going to get a five. Um, you're going to get a five to four ruling that Mohila has standing, and then you're going to get a six to three ruling that uh, this is an, uh, an unconstitutional expansion of the power Congress never gave the Secretary of Education in the first place. That's my prediction. We'll know in June. Five twenty three on news. And again, that's half. 
of the case yesterday. But what that would mean is that the Biden administration student student loan forgiveness program will be struck down. My guess Come June, we'll find out. 523 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember, Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. We personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. For matters in Tennessee, visit CordellCordell.com. 200 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37402. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9, join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters. They'll be discussing, coming up this month, the Atlas Beverage Class, Jackson's Cooking Class, and other fun things and promotions that you won't want to miss. That's all this morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I am inevitable. Oh man, I love that album. It's, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't do a lot with the solo artists after they leave oh, the best bands say, ever. I was going to this was DLR. Yeah. yeah, this is David Lee Roth going crazy, um, and uh, you know when he wasn't with Van Halen anymore. But I love this album. With his it really second is. best backup band. Oh my gosh, they are <laughs> phenomenal. Right. They went on to well, of course, yeah. And one of the, I'm just going to say this for the uh, the three big Van Halen and uh, David Lee Roth fans that are listening to me right now. One of my all time favorite songs that David Lee Roth ever sings is, is a, a song called Shy Boy. Which is like a, one of the deep cuts off of that. Oh man, I love that song. <laughs> so there you go. You've you've clearly never met David Lee Roth. Oh well, all right, fair enough. Uh, He's f- the unfriendliest fellow. I'm I'm not saying I disagree. Uh, <laughs> another David, David Lee Wayne. No, did I get? I'm not even close anymore. No, blaming, not not I? close at all. Okay, all right. David uh, Fusilakness. There we go. I'll take it. All right. What good. was that Missouri thing? <laughs> Mohila. David, David Mohila Wayne. Yeah. All right. I like it. Wait, that sounds Mohila. like a, a brand of tequila or something. <laughs> it does. Uh, What's going on in the newsroom? Yeah. Well, President Biden's uh, approval rating now holding steady at 42%. Gallup reporting that uh, statistically unchanged from January. It also marks the fifth time his overall rating has fallen uh, between 40 to 42%. The latest polling found 46% of Americans approve of, of his handling of Ukraine. Uh, top U.S. officials now warning China that it would face consequences if it provides lethal aid to Russia. While speaking in uh, Kazakhstan, the Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said doing so would create a serious problem for U.S.-China relations. And a weird story coming out of uh, Louisiana here recently. A woman has been arrested for selling drugs 
out of an ice cream truck. Uh, the cops- Say it isn't so. <laughs> that doesn't sound possible to me at all. Not at all. <laughs> it was in New Orleans, and uh, the cops pulled over a converted school bus that was uh, supposedly an ice cream truck for expired tags. When they uh, investigated, they found apparently all the ice cream in the freezer had melted, but they did find a big stash of meth. Okay. All right. Well, it's a little it's a little stuff. You know, it's keeping your tags current that are going to get you in That's trouble if you're a You drug can break dealer. one law. You can't break two. You shouldn't break any. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, man. What, was- what was the story about Eastern Europe that involved Kazakhstan? Uh, it was, uh, An- Anthony Blinken was, uh, basically telling, uh, China not to provide aid to Russia. Okay. But, you, but, but Kazakhstan got mentioned. The only yes, reason he was speaking in Kazakhstan. Oh, he Kazakhstan. was in Kazakhstan. Yeah, he was in Kazakhstan World's when he was speaking. World's greatest exporter of potassium. Nobody? Really? Nobody, nobody Borat? Nobody? I don't remember him Wait, saying was that. that the, I just remember his wife. the first or the second Borat? the first one. That's in the song. It's- Okay. So, oh, I wow. just said I don't remember no, that. No, two, I've seen Borat a bunch of times. Two but unsubstantiated parts- deep cuts in the same segment. That's fine. <laughs> okay, Fair that's enough. crud. And you know what? It's be- Dude, that's like the least known line of Borat. You know what his sister was? The number one, you know, lady of the evening I, I, at all I, I of Kazakhstan. How That's, hard do I need to run in? You know, if I run into a band of gypsies, you know, with this, what'll happen? Oh well, how God. hard are you going to hit them? Hard! Uh, <laughs> that was so funny. I mean, it was, was that, so that, racist. So inappropriate. So, awful so inappropriate. And also, let me warn you, if you've not seen Borat, um, I can't ever recommend it because you will see things you wish you could unsee. Yeah. Let me say the bikini, the bikini, um, uh, Unitard, I think, would be the way I would describe that, that you don't want to... Or was that in the second one? Was it the one? tankini? I don't no, know. It was, all the, kinds it was of, the just, first there's one. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. 529 he on News Radio. He was thong different. That's right. <laughs> and Bruno is way worse. Do not. It is much worse. <laughs> 529. And not as funny. 529 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, That's I a very thought, Samantha thing to I say. I thought this was interesting. Um, they've got We've got 20 years now since George W. Bush announced the anti-HIV program and put all this money into helping with uh, AIDS relief and... Global massive success. I mean, like d- difference maker. Not, I mean, not in terms of like eradicating the whole, disease, but in terms of saving people's lives around the world, particularly in Africa, where it had been ravaging. Right? I mean, really, like whatever you think of the um, uh, the AIDS epidemic here in the United States, it was you know multiple times worse, of course, in Africa. And he, you know what he did is now widely being acclaimed on the twenty year anniversary as making a massive difference for millions of people's lives. It, just an interesting follow-up story that I was reading yesterday and uh, wanted to share it with you because sometimes, you know, the president does something and you hear the bad stuff they do. You don't always hear the good stuff they do, especially long after the fact. So, well done, President Bush. David Wayne uh, has got your local news coming up next after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Chicago's Mayor Lori Lightfoot is losing her job, finishing third in an election now going to a runoff. Lori Lightfoot is the first Chicago mayor in 40 years to lose their re-election bid. The race will advance to a runoff between Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson on April 4th, since none of the candidates in the field received a majority of the vote. Lightfoot came in third place with a dismal 17 percent. She conceded late last night. Fox's Brooks Singman. Testimonies over at Alec Murdoch's murder trial in South Carolina. Jury... Jurors today will visit the crime scene. You'll return uh, for closing arguments. Uh, Then I will instruct you as to the law. Jurors will just see the Hunting Lodge's dog kennel area where Maggie and Paul Murdo were shot June 7, 2021. Judge Clifton Newman says they're allowed to speak only with him and no one else, not even each other, while they're on the property. Alec Murdoch says he believes the murders were revenge for a fatal boat wreck his son caused. America's listening to Fox News. 
Good morning. It's 531 News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. 73 degrees. It is mostly cloudy right now in Pensacola. That third pit bull involved in the deadly attack on a 60-year-old man last week on Norris Avenue has now been taken into the custody of Escambia County Animal Control. Deputies say they were able to make contact with the dog's owner yesterday. The uh, other two dogs had already been taken into custody. One was shot, later euthanized, after showing aggression towards a deputy. The investigation into that fatal attack is still ongoing, and so far, no charges have been filed against the dog's owner. There's a new way to pay for your parking downtown today. The city of Pensacola launching pay-by-text parking as a new option. That system does operate through Park Pensacola, but you don't need an app or an account for it to work. Uh, Just look for the teal blue Park Pensacola sign or sticker. It'll have a designated number on it that you text. Uh, Then you'll click a link and follow instructions on your phone. The city says that uh, the Park Pensacola phone app and pay kiosks are still available. They'll still work, but they're looking to reduce foot traffic at the kiosks. Well, for the second time in a row, Ascension Sacred Heart Pensacola and the Studer Family Children's Hospital have been designated as a baby-friendly hospital by Baby Friendly USA. The hospital was reviewed on about 50 different metrics. They'll keep that designation for five years. The hospital initially earned the designation, the baby-friendly designation in 2015. There's about 600 hospitals nationwide that have earned it. A major child predator sting operation resulted in 11 arrests this week. The operation was a joint investigation between Pensacola Police, Escambia County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, FDLE, and the Department of Homeland Security. Well, this investigation uh, was with several of our law enforcement uh, partners and uh, went on for a while. There was some very inappropriate messaging going on by these 11 suspects and they were ultimately arrested and charged. PPD spokesman Mike Wood, he says the 11 men arrested were all local to this area, and he says that parents need to keep an eye on what their kids are doing online and talk to them about the dangers of online child sex predators. Uh, We've got the names of those 11 men that were arrested listed on the news radio website. Controversial sex ed law could expand. Palm Harbor State Representative Adam Anderson filed a bill yesterday that would ban teaching about sexual orientation or gender identity through the eighth grade. Right now, the parental rights and education law bans teaching through the third grade. Another part of the law says content in higher grades can only be taught if it's age or developmentally appropriate. Anderson wants to keep that requirement in place now through the 12th grade. 534, it's News Radio 92.3, cloudy skies, 73. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We're going to be seeing a warm and humid day out there today with a 10% chance of a stray shower high near 78 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the low 70s. As you go into Thursday, we will have a small chance of an afternoon shower. Rain chance will increase throughout the evening hours. High on Thursday near 80 degrees. Overnight temperatures Thursday night near 70. Thunderstorms will move through throughout the overnight hours lasting into Friday morning. A few storms could be strong. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News first morning weather team. Download the W. EAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, cloudy and 73 in Pensacola, 72 in Gulf Breeze, 70 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. 
What is News Radio 923? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative, local, dependable. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on Pep Talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Listen to Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade interview the latest newsmakers and cover the biggest national stories. Weekdays 11 to 1 on News Radio 923. Good morning, 537 here on News Radio 92.3, informative local Borat. I'm Andrew McKay. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I, I kid you not. I, I, I love you guys so much. I'm getting texts in from people telling me about how much they love the song Shy Boy by right. David Lee Roth, one right, of their favorites right, sure. they have on vinyl. I wore the 45 out back in the day. And I got other people texting me in lyrics to the Borat song because <laughs> all other countries have inferior potassium. It, oh, my God. You Brent guys Lane just came in, and I was like, hey, and I... Quoted a line, sort of, from the movie, and he was like, "What are you talking about? That's gross." But he has never seen Borat. <laughs> he what? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure if you know Brent. Yeah, he's he's not he, the king in the castle at all. He all is right. not five, the king in the castle. <laughs> five thirty-eight. Yesterday, we had a chance to talk to uh, Chip Simmons, the Escambia County Sheriff. Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are y'all? <laughs> I'm doing very well. We had um, we had a horrible incident take place this week in uh was it norris avenue where this which is if you don't know the area it's right around the brent athletic park a little south and east of there and west of palafox uh where somebody was attacked by some dogs just out in the street is that right well it wasn't really out in the street it was on on the property it was on his property okay were, yeah got um, it i'm not saying it was on the victim's property but he, he was there uh we got the call that an individual was being attacked by by three pit bulls mm-hmm. by three mixed breed dogs uh, when we get there, EMS firefighters had already had already been there, um, tried to revive the the victim, but it was it was too late. So 
we began the investigation in, in coordination with animal control. So, so the, the person was killed by the dogs on the location? Well, he was attacked by the dogs. There's no doubt about that. The autopsy was yesterday, and we, but we haven't got the exact cause of death. So, wow. again, I guess it's conceivable that, that some medical condition caused him to, to, right, I to gotcha. die. But I think that um, it's pretty clear that there was a dog bite. He had uh, bite wounds to his, to his head and to his upper torso area. Um, it was just a, it was a horrific scene. I've I've seen some of the the um, the crime scene pictures. It was just it was just terrible. Do, do we have an, Do we know how old this person was? He was in his or? six. I believe sixty two or sixty three years old. We okay. we don't put yeah. victims' names out. Right. We're prohibited sure. from doing that. Not from now on. Um, but yeah. So we're working with animal control. And so here's here's you know we're at the scene. We're doing a death investigation. Animal control is there trying to figure out where the dogs are and help you know capture the dogs. The dogs had fled. Um, the homeowner of the property was not there and the homeowner is also believed to be the dog's owners as well on the property is uh probably a, f a couple of i would say three to four if not more um you know pens and, and and dog houses you know where the dogs obviously live there okay um then some of the dogs had run underneath the, the trailer so um we returned um and helped to help them collect these dogs at, at a later time um but we believe that the homeowner returned and took one of the dogs with them uh, so there's two more dogs that are there. Um, Animal Control and, and, and the deputies that were there could not safely get um, the dog that they, that they observed. Um, we ended up having to shoot one of the dogs, and then Animal Control, Control was able to retrieve that dog and took that dog and, and later, as I understand, euthanized that dog. Okay. And then they returned and got another dog. So we have two of the three dogs. The third dog we're still looking for, and we believe that the homeowner, again, as I mentioned a second ago, uh, the homeowner came to the house and retrieved that dog, and now... Um, well, it's, there's no way, other way to put it except the homeowners hide from us. They're, they're not wanting to talk to us. They're not wanting to talk to uh, Animal Control. And um, we'll probably. As, as in, you have not made contact with this person yet. We have yet. not, but there's, Animal Control is the one that's trying to make contact initially. Okay. So, and, yeah, that's where we're at. So, how do we know it was three dogs? Do we have video or something? Or how do we do tracks dis distinction? Well, the original report was that there were that there that, were so three somebody dogs. saw that someone there were three. Was a witness to it. Okay. Someone someone was able to get the dogs off of the off of the victim before before we got there, and I'm, I'm not sure if it was before rescue uh, or paramedics got there. But there, there were there's there's little doubt that there were three dogs involved. Again, we two of them were were taken uh, from the scene, and then one more we believe again is with the with the homeowner. So we're we're looking at it, trying to determine whether there uh, are any criminal charges that that, that should be. Uh, brought against the homeowner um, the the state attorney's office is, is also involved in it uh, but animal control is trying to do the initial conversation they have been there several times i understand they have cited this homeowner um, a few times before previously about, uh, previously about about and i'm not sure if it's about these dogs but i got I'm sure you. It's, it's it's about this from their property itself and again so we're, we're looking at it uh, conceivably there could be criminal charges the criminal charges could range from a second degree misdemeanor to a third degree felony and the, the statute just deals with dangerous dogs and i guess a violation of dangerous dogs. whether statute. you respond accordingly to if there have been previous problems what you do as a result of that if you if a dog has never bitten or attacked anybody before it's one standard but if a dog has attacked or bitten people once or multiple times it's a whole different standard right right yeah and and the statute specifically talks about whether the dog has been deemed dangerous and right. my assumption is that dangerous would mean that that dog 
uh, or those dogs have attacked someone or bitten someone in the past, as you as you just mentioned. So, in, was is there a fence on this property, or is it an open, or is it an open? You know, sometimes you can have a fence, but the gates are open. You know, do do you happen to know? Uh, that's still part of the investigation. There is a fence. And okay. Again, there are there's at least one pen on the property, and there are other dog houses. Okay. But again, the uh, the interesting fact here um, is that this was on the homeowner's property, but on the homeowner's property there was another there's another dwelling. And this individual was, was was friends with the owner of that dwelling, so they, okay. they were the the victim was on their property. So they were so they were lawfully on the property, as far as we know. The, the assumption right now, and we're working off of, is that he was lawfully on the property, right. and the dogs attacked him while on in their yard, basically. Right. You know, but it also a dog a yard that they share with someone else. Um, it, you know, the story is horrifying, right? To think about how this person died. It's also because, uh, like, I have a a fair amount of experience in our bike rides you know my wife and i would go Mm -hmm. biking all the time and um you know in the beginning i didn't know any better so i didn't think about it much but we would run across dogs you know that would come at us out of the yard right it's very common it's more common in the country it's more common in poor neighborhoods quite frankly those are the two places where you have it and um you know a couple of times it happened and i didn't think a whole lot of it but it was a little bit concerning and then we had a couple of incidents that were genuinely scary i had a a a pit bull type dog that jumped over a four-foot fence like he climbed the chain link fence to get at me and bit me a little bit on the foot you know as i was trying to kick him away and had my shoe in his mouth like that's where we were right so i carry a bat and i've always carried a gun but it's not always easy to get at you know and i don't want to have to kill somebody's dog but can can we agree people control your dogs well and that's what we have had that conversation about if you if you want to be a dog owner and we certainly encourage that. I mean, uh, to me, dogs make, make families happier, and, and they're just wonderful to have around. However, you need to understand what your dog is capable of. Some people have dogs, and, and whether they're family pets inside, outside dogs for protection, what, whatever you have your pet for, you need to understand and take reasonable precautions. If, if you think your dog um, you know, could, could be a danger, you need to take extra precaution. That's the, the fencing. I will say that you talked about the dog jumping the fence. While, while we were there, one of the dogs we were trying to get, I noticed on the on the, some of the body camera footage, just, just, just scaled a fence, just mm-hmm. as easy as you please, like they've done it a hundred, you know, thousand times. And so and that's always something that, that would concern me about an, an area where, where children are. It, it, exactly, because you know. it's, it's one thing for adults on bikes. Mm-hmm. It's another thing entirely for some seven-year-old girl you know, who's riding her bicycle down the street, right? And a dog will chase a bike, will chase a bike. Well, here's the thing. There are rules. Contain right. your dogs. Right. Contain your animals, and, and, and then you wouldn't have this, this the situation. Now, again, this is terribly tragic, and fortunately it doesn't happen very often. I mean, rarely does, does this type of thing happen. Right. But it, it gets you thinking about you know, how terrible it could have been. But perhaps if these dogs were able to scale the fence that easily right. and get into the neighborhood and, and there were kids around, I mean, again, you just you don't have to think too, too long and hard to think about how, how much more tragic that, that could have been. I, I have a, just a perception question for you because – and I know – this again, we're talking about more in general, not about this specific case. But uh, my impression is that the mindset of people in the places where they let dogs run free is, um, well, these are my streets. What are you doing here? These are public streets that anybody can go down. Especially, you know, if it's not a private road, if it's not, you're not trespassing. You're just on a public street. Uh, you have an obligation to contain your dog. You know, I, I, I've heard it a lot of times. People, oh, my dog wouldn't hurt. He won't bite. He won't bite. 
and and being on a SWAT team, we used to always go into you know kick doors and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. And and dogs were they're protecting their home. I don't blame the dog for that situation. We kick a door and those dogs are going to be more aggressive for sure and and then the first thing i would say oh he won't bite anyone and yet he's growling over here nipping at our shoes and our our equipment i'm like you're, you're crazy your dog you don't know right and so i think that's something that that, that you know homeowners and, and and dog owners need to need to pay attention to again it's your responsibility if you're gonna have a dog you need to have that dog and make sure that you understand what that dog is capable of doing Absolutely. Uh, switching gears a little bit, let's talk about some of the good stuff that's coming up. You guys have a Cops, Cars, and Crawfish event that y'all are going to be doing? Yeah, the Escambia County Sheriff Foundation is going to host their uh, their very first Cops, Cars, and, and Crawfish event. It's going to be on April the 15th, and the fine folks at Five Flag Speedway, Mr. Brian over there, he said, hey, come on over here, and we want to we help you. So it'll be April 15th, 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. There's going to be obviously Crawfish and Cops, and there's going to be Cars. There's going to be a car show there, so if you have a car you want to get into it, uh, you can do so. This will, um, you know, benefit the Scambia Sheriff Foundation, whose uh, sole purpose is to is to promote engagement with the community and uh, employee wellness or sheriff deputy wellness. So it's a great event. It's going to be their very first one. It's uh, April fifteenth. Um, you know, on a Saturday. Tax day? That's uh, it's Saturday. Okay. It gives you All something right. to you know to get your mind, <laughs> take your mind off of your off of your taxes. This can be it's file be a your taxes event. and come eat some crawfish. I like that. All right, uh, and you guys also have movie nights coming up this summer again, right? Yeah, you know the again the foundation uh, raised money and they they purchased a large what we call a giant screen. We've been taking that to different neighborhoods and showing movies, but mostly kid movies to you know to the children in these neighborhoods. And we're gonna have five more this year. Uh, we had some meetings recently, and we're having some um, some future meetings. We're gonna go ahead and put those those dates um, and times, uh, and maybe even the movie that we're gonna we're gonna start showing. Um, we'll have about five of them, so pay attention to our Facebook page, and and we'll let you know kind of where we're gonna be and what movie we're gonna show. Absolutely. Well, Sheriff Simmons, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for spending some time with us. And uh, frankly, um, though this there, there, one there's event a sign that says applause. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's in there. <laughs> though this one event was horrible uh the nice news of a sort is that we didn't have anything other than that one that we had to cover this week for major uh bizarre events so uh we'll take that as a relatively peaceful week so i i, I would like to say one thing and, it, and you know I, I gain more appreciation as i see them work but the folks at animal control yeah um you know you can make the argument they need more people and i would certainly make that argument for them but to see what they do and and you know they're, they're trying to get three dogs and and one of the employees is walking around with just that the pole with the, 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 the lasso little, pole the lasso thing in the, in the end of it and i'm thinking i do not want that job yeah and, and so i just want to make sure that people understand they have a very tough job and they they do a very good job with what with what they got because there's some things that that we just oh you guys you take care of it well and, and, and cleaning up carcasses it. just all the things that i mean it's there's a whole lot of stuff that they have to do or that people like them have to do that we take for granted there are two there are two famous phrases that law enforcement have and one is call rescue okay uh -huh. and another one was call animal control <laughs> those, those are two to things do the stuff to you do. don't want to yeah, have to do I, exactly. I, I get it uh sheriff again thank you so much for the time sir we'll see you next week you bet y'all take care and also by the way in a follow-up that third pit bull has now been taken into custody so i guess they got in con contact with the owner uh since the interview that we did yesterday morning which is you know I mean, that's good news. That's progress on the case, right? The case itself is horrible, but that's progress on the case. 550 on News Radio 92.3. And look, if you're thinking about that next vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors, a great place to buy good quality used cars. Here's what they specialize in is the kind of car that, you know, when you buy a new car and then you drive it off the lot and you lose all that money, <laughs> like right at that moment. You do. They, they specialize in the cars that exist after you drive them off the lot 
for the next couple of years. Like they're basically new. It's just that you're not the first owner, right? You're, you know, they're one, two, three years old, low miles, great condition. That's what they specialize in. So those are the kind of cars they sell. Now, obviously, if they're going to sell, you know, about half of their inventory every month, about 150, 200 cars every month, they've got to buy about 150, 200 cars every month. And that means from, you know, auctions, like our car came from an auction in Orlando, um, lease programs, they get them from, you know, wherever they can, basically. And that includes you. So, you know, if you're the kind of person that, you know, you'd like to have new cars and instead of trading in the old car, you'd like to get a little bit better deal for it, sell it to Frontier Motors. They'll take care of you. Um, you know, the 15 minutes, they'll buy the car from you. No problem. If you want to do a little bit higher than that, you can, you know, maybe do a consignment. It might take a little bit longer, but if you got a, you know, a little bit higher price you're trying to look for, whatever, they can work with that too. The point is they need the inventory and you want to sell the car and not have to do it on Facebook Marketplace. Do it at Frontier Motors. Very simple. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Sometimes the easiest upgrades make a home feel brand new, and new flooring is often one of those updates. Swapping worn-out floors or dated-looking carpet for luxurious wood-look vinyl plank is a quick and affordable way to transform a dated space into a modern home you can be proud of. With the largest selection of in-stock vinyl plank flooring at the guaranteed lowest price, Home Outlet is the destination for all of your home remodel needs. Visit the team at your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today. Loading the kids in the car, brokering peace in the back seat, mastering the snack handoff without even looking. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like figuring out what's growing in that cup holder. That's simple human sense. Ask Rushing Insurance in Pensacola if auto owners make sense for you. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stephen? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. Okay, so a not joke was, I would say, that suit is black. Not. Uh, this suit is not black. No, no, not has to be the end. Okay. Okay. This suit is black, not. Paying off a little audience participation right here. Giving you a little Borat. Giving you a little bit more David Lee Roth. Oh, my God. I did. I wore out this 45. 
I, I didn't know we had such a strong fan base for the uh, post Van Halen David Lee Roth, but we do. He was great. It was great. He was he was real snotty. He played the Mobile Fairgrounds one time, All and right. I was like, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. grow up idolizing yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody, and it's just like, oh. And he, he was reduced to, I mean, you know, it's a good I know. gig, but I compared know. to, you know, that, massive that's why, stadiums, you know, right? I hate to say, but I, I <laughs> Sammy Hagar, nicest guy in the world. David Lee Roth, the meanest. Not the same. Yes. All right. A little better band. 554 <laughs> on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, fanboys. Um, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. I think I'm, I think I'm going to call you David Lee Wayne all day. That works. All right. I'm sure, okay with sure that. Enough. All right, Can you ahead. jump up and do a split same time? In Ooh, I might not tights. get back up if I do. It's radio. You just have to say yes. <laughs> say you did it, and then grunt a little bit like it was hard. Ugh. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Dead whales washing up on U.S. shores at an alarming rate. A new study from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration revealed 23 whales have washed up on the East Coast in the last three months. NOAA says an increase in the amount of cargo ships means uh, ships stri- uh, ship strikes were the cause of many of those whale deaths. Emergency officials over in Sarasota say there's no evidence of leaks after a train derailed there yesterday. The Seminole Gulf Railway train uh, derailed near Sarasota Bradenton International Airport. There were six boxcars, including one that was carrying 30,000 gallons of propane that tipped over. A tanker car carrying propane also derailed but stayed upright. Uh, Again, so far, no reports of leaks and no reports of injuries there. And Twitter rolling out a new policy to crack down on violent speech. The social media's new violent speech policy says users cannot threaten, incite, glorify, or express desire for violence or harm while using the app. Twitter says most cases result in a permanent suspension. I guess I already thought they had that policy. Yeah, that's kind of like learning that you can't have the, uh, the 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 sex for money massage parlor. And then yesterday we learned that they're creating all these rules to make sure that you don't have sex for money massage parlors. <laughs> you know, which you kind of thought that was already. I was say, well that think- was never on Stillwater's menu. I but, didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that you know that was a problem. But apparently, like you say, and now we I can't. I thought bring that it up. was already prohibited. So okay. The, the text coming in on that yesterday was pretty rich. Oh, were they? <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> right, read yeah, any of them, but man, that was great. David, thanks, thanks, so, thanks so much for the update. 556 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, uh, Alex Andrade has made national news twice in a week. For being cool? Well, I mean, for being criticized. <laughs> I'll say that. Well. So the one, remember the defamation uh, case, the one that would reform defamation law and undo the actual malice standard of the New York Times versus Sullivan Supreme Court case? We talked with him about that last week. Another bill that he filed, and he filed actually a modified version of that bill uh, that made some additional tweaks. But the follow-up to that bill was HB 999, and trust me, that's one that has made several different news reports on the national level. I was reading about that all day yesterday, and it's kind of weird because, like, the national news had picked this up before local news was paying attention to it. Um, I, you know, I, I, I talked to Alex a little bit about the bill. We'll probably have him on the show to talk about it. This bill, this bill is the one that bans, for example, uh, critical race theory teaching and queer studies at the university level and intersectionality as a study program. It allows the uh, tenure to be reviewed anytime. So tenure is no longer permanent, which, by the way, I fully support that. I, tenure is the dumbest thing that was ever invented by anybody ever, period, for higher education. I mean, I really, as a person who taught in uh, higher ed for 10 years uh, at the university level, uh, tenure never made sense to me. Because, you know, you permanently bequeath to somebody their, uh, you know, their earldom or whatever while they can teach in the classroom and basically do anything they want 
after they go through the probationary period of earning tenure. Uh, it's a crazy system. And the idea that, you know, oh, no, we can still review that anytime we want to. That makes sense. That's performance-based accountability, right? Uh, anyway, it, and the left is losing their minds over this bill. That and also um, uh, eliminating diversity, equity, and inclusion as a consideration, for example, in hiring or in programs. So it's like everything the left loves, this bill is banning at the university level. And I, I, I do have some concerns because as somebody who believes in academic freedom and believes in robust debate and believes in you know letting students be exposed to a lot of different things, absolutely. And this bill does limit what, what students would be exposed to. So in that sense, I don't like. But I have been in higher education, and I can verify for you that every school – Except perhaps with the exception of like PCC, you know, who doesn't do this because, you know, they're a very conservative, ideologically driven school. Uh, Every other school has been taken over by the left and they get their way and the conservatives or the right does not get a fair hearing at all. So this is an effort, I think, to kind of balance those scales a little bit. And uh, anyway, it's going to be a lot of robust debate about that. It'll pass in this legislature and then it'll be more national news.